Praise the Lord. Glad to see everyone tonight. And we're uh, thankful that you're here to uh, worship and serve the Lord. You know, the Lord is worth coming out for. And of course, church is his idea. It's not man's idea. He said not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together and so much the more uh, as we see the day approaching. He wrote that to the Hebrews and uh, the Hebrews were being, uh, they were pulling back. He said later in the same chapter, he said the Lord doesn't take pleasure in those that draw back. Uh, and he encouraged them to, uh, you know, to stay strong in the Lord and not to grow, uh, you know, slack, but be diligent to um, continue forward. He said that God wasn't un, uh, wasn't forgetful to uh, know their grace, their their love, and their labor that they had served. And so uh, he said, uh, he, "The closer you get, how many knows we're closer to the Lord today, to His return today, than anybody ever has been in history." Can you say, man? And so uh, we have to uh, be motivated. Uh, to be uh, diligent and uh, not get slack, you know, and not, of course, let, you know, cares of the world. The Bible talks about that thorny ground <clears throat> in the parable of the sower. Uh, it was the lust of other things, of riches and the cares of life that caused them to be uh, unfruitful. And, of course, you know, uh, out of those four type of soil, only one brought forth uh, productivity or brought forth uh, fruit, right? And even there was degrees of fruitfulness, 30, 60, and 100 fold. But if you go by percentages, uh, that'd be one out of four. And uh, I, I'm going to be good soil. I don't, I've already made my mind up. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not going to be thorny ground or stony ground or wayside ground. Uh, the Bible says that person out of an honest and a good heart brought forth. And so uh, uh, I made up my mind that I'm going to be uh, a good soul. And uh, all of us can and should be. It requires some effort on our part. And it requires us, uh, you know, putting God first and pursuing Him and making Him our first love, and keeping, you know, divine order in our life, divine priority. Amen. And uh, you're here because uh, that's what choices that you've made. And of course, the, the, you know, life is so short, we don't have, you know, endless opportunity. And he said in Malachi that he kept a book. How many knows the Lord has books, a book of life? And then the Bible talks about that, you know, that our days were written in his book. Uh, so he apparently has a book that's got a plan for our life. And then in Malachi 4, he talks about a book of remembrance that the Lord kept. And he said those that convened or met and uh, they uh, feared the Lord and spoke often of the Lord with each other that he kept a record of their 
uh, love for him and they're speaking of him and uh, they're gathering around the things of God. And so uh, I don't want uh, some empty pages in my book. I want my book <laughs> to be full of remembrances where I was, uh, uh, you know, uh, zealous for the Lord. Every praise and worship service, I want to be engaged and adoring and praising God. Every opportunity I have to give that the Lord, you know, provides, and I know it's right for me to give, for me to be sowing into it. Every one of those has eternal significance. And the Bible says that in so doing, we lay up a good foundation to lay hope on eternal life for the times to come. And he talks about laying up and laying hold on eternal life. And so, uh, you know, uh, when we're hooked up with God, uh, everything we do has eternal significance if we're doing it in love and by faith and uh, according to what his plan and purpose is for our life. And so uh, it's significant spiritually to uh, continue to move forward, not draw back, and stay fully engaged. Can you say amen? To be all in. Now all of us at times have slumped back and got a little cold, right? Got off the trail a little bit, got out of the race, had one of those attitudes, you know, where we got disappointed, discouragement. Uh, even Elijah crawled under a juniper tree at one point and said, Lord, just I want to die. You know, he was... Tired of running, kind of felt like he was the only person in the world that was serving God. But then when he, you know, did uh, connect with the Lord there, uh, the Lord said that he had 7,000 people that had not bowed their knee uh, to Baal. And he thought, he even told the Lord, he said, I'm the only one <laughs> that's left. <laughs> and the Lord said, I got 7,000. <laughs> Can you say amen? And so... Uh, Praise God, we, uh, you know, we just have to, have to get on course and stay on course. And the Bible talks about running our race. This is back to Hebrews again, running our race with patience, looking unto Jesus, author and finisher of our faith. So, uh, so many verses in the, the New Testament, uh, you know, corroborate or agree together about us holding fast. We talked about that last week about holding fast, amen, not letting the enemy steal our faith, uh, staying uh, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. You know, if you look at the context of that verse where Paul said, you know, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, that's at the end of 1 Corinthians 15. And if you read through the chapter of 1 Corinthians 15, he talks about the resurrection from the dead. He talks about the coming kingdom of God. He talks about, uh, you know, as we born the image of the earthly of Adam, we're going just as, just as factual as it is that we bore the image of Adam, we're going to bear the image of the heavenly, of the Lord Jesus Christ. The incorruptible, the corruptible will put on incorruptible, the you know, weak will put on the strong. The mortal will put on the immortality. And he says, you know, O grave, where's 
you know, oh death, where's your sting? Oh grave, where's your victory? He said the sting, you know, of death, of the law is, you know, of sin is the the of the law is sin. And then uh, then he says, therefore, brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. How many knows we're going to get resurrected? How many knows we're going to rule and reign with him in his kingdom? And we won't qualify. Can you say amen? We don't want to uh, show ourselves unworthy by discounting and thinking light of spiritual things or putting our things above God's things. We want to qualify for the uh, glory uh, that's coming by keeping our lamps burning bright. We talked about that some on Sunday morning about wisdom and foolishness. And that uh, uh, foolish virgins, they let their fire, they let their lamps go out. Right? Uh, we're not letting our lamps go out. What's this? What did we sing in Sunday school? This little light of mine. Uh, I don't know if the little part is right. This big light. <laughs> of mine I'm going to let it shine instead of it getting dimmer and putting it under a bushel no uh, it's to get you know Proverbs says the path of the just grows dimmer and dimmer no it grows brighter and brighter to that coming day and so we go from strength to strength and from glory to glory transformed as we behold the Lord and we get, uh, you know, stronger and stronger and more on fire and stronger. Our faith increases. Our love abounds. We grow and develop and mature more into Christ-likeness spiritually. And uh, Paul said, forgetting those things are, which are behind, we what? We press. We press. You know, Jesus said that, uh, you know, until uh, John, the kingdom of God suffered violence. But since then, the violent press into it. Can you say amen? And uh, we, you know, uh, we are part of an increasing kingdom that's expanding and enlarging. And it's getting brighter and more glorious all the time. Can you say amen? And, uh, you know, we want to be stirred up. And fired up and built up and renewed and uh, strong in the Lord in the power of His might. And uh, you need that on a weekly basis, both, you know, with other believers and in your own personal life. And that's why the Holy Spirit is there to help us to be renewed day by day and to be renewed, uh, be being filled. Can you say amen? And uh, help us to uh, to maintain a uh, uh, you know uh, spiritual you know sharpness and uh, keep us out of dullness and darkness. I know the enemy will try to oppose you, but uh, as you learn to walk by faith and uh, trust the Lord, uh, you get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and are less influenced by his tactics, his stratagems. Uh, the Bible says, you know, in, in Ephesians uh, 6, after it talks about the whole armor of God, it said, take the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day, having done all to stand, stand therefore. 
And then it talks about the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shield of faith, the sword of the Spirit, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And then it talks about praying with all manner of prayer. After, you know, because you get involved in prayer and prayer changes things and makes power available. Well, the enemy hates that. And he's going to oppose you in that. But thank God, uh, not only is Ephesians 6 uh, that we have uh, opposition through, Ephesians 1, that we've been raised up and seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. So uh, our prayer position is from the throne room which is a position of authority and we can use authority in Jesus name you can't separate Ephesians 6 from Ephesians 1 can you say man and Ephesians 1 says that God has put all things under his feet and we're the body and he gave him to be the head over the body and the feet are in the body so we've been raised up and seated together with him in heavenly places so the the basis and the foundation of your and my authority as new testament believers is the very resurrection and seating of the lord jesus christ he already had that before he became a man and came to earth he did that as a substitute and as a representative of the human race, and as our covenant representative, and what he did, uh, he did representative. His death was for all of Adam's race. His sin bearing was for all of Adam's race. His resurrection was for all of Adam's race. And his seating was, he already had that seat before he came to earth. He didn't have to do that for himself. He was doing it for us. And what was done uh, for the head was done for the body. Like we've said before, you know, you don't go to the, the, the bank and say, uh, you know, I want to open up a checking account for my head, and then after we do, we'll open one up for my body. You don't open up two accounts. Can you say amen? Uh, the head and the body are all one. And uh, what's been provided through his work uh, is credited to and marked up to our account. That's the goodness and grace of God that's revealed in Christ Jesus. You know, we told a story about the fighter that, you know, fought the hard match and defended his title last fight. And it went a number of rounds and he won and then... Uh, you know, he's pretty beat up, but then he goes home and he's got the million dollar purse and his wife meets him at the door and says, thank you. Uh, you took the check and said you fought a great fight tonight. Well, he's a conqueror, but she's more than a conqueror. Because <laughs> she didn't have to fight, but got the proceeds from the fight. <laughs> Can you say man? And Jesus fought the devil for us. And then gave the victory to you and me. I have His authority. When I exercise authority in Jesus' name, that's, that, that's the power of attorney in operation. That's saying, if I say in Jesus' name, come out, that's just like saying, Jesus said, come out. <clears throat> right? Uh, devils may not obey me. I mean, you know, one kid might go to the swim pool and say, Mama said... 
you know, or might, you know, the kid might say to the siblings, I said, get out of the pool, and they keep swimming. But, but if he said, Mama said, if they know Mama's word is good, <laughs> and Mama said, dinner was ready, get out of the pool. Well, they know there's consequences if they don't obey because he's not coming in his own authority. He's coming in the delegated authority of what mom said. Can you say amen? And he's just obeying uh, what mama said. So thank God uh, when we cast, Jesus said, in my name, you'll cast out devils. We are authorized. That's the great commission. But the great commission is the great authorization. (laughs) He said, in my name. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. In other words, he said, behold all of, in Matthew, that's Mark, but in Matthew in the Great Commission, he said, behold all authority is given to me in heaven and earth. And he immediately delegated that to church. He said, go ye therefore. Amen. So as his representatives, we are representing, that's what a representative does. You know, we have representatives for civil government in Washington, D.C. or in Little Rock, and their vote determines what goes on as far as law and how it affects our life. They are representing us there, and the whole populace that elected them or their district that elected them, they are the voice for the whole bunch. And that's, you know, of course, Jesus was our representative in what he did. But uh, now he's left and we're his representatives here on the earth. We represent Jesus here on the earth. He said, uh, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. Can you say amen? We've got the same spirit that he had on him. He had the spirit without measure. And we may have the spirit by measure, but it's still the same spirit. Can you say amen? And we have authority in his name. And that makes us victorious overcomers. Can you say amen? Now, the enemy don't want you to walk that out, and he will oppose you. Because he knows that's the power that sets you free and other people free. But uh, he came too late. <laughs> Are you still here? To, uh, to stop us or to uh, convince us otherwise. Uh, like someone said, you know, if you're swimming in a swimming pool, and people say, uh, you know, there's no water in the pool. If you're already wet, uh, you know... You can tell me that I don't have authority and sickness and disease and demons don't obey me, but I've already know and experienced the power that's in the name of Jesus, both in prayer and through the exercise of authority. Can you say amen? So I'm happy tonight, and hopefully you are too. And so uh, we want to, back to what we're talking about, you know, I get off on this ever so often and it helps me and I believe it helps you too and that is exhorting you to not lose focus or situational awareness of spirit, the reality of spiritual things, of the soon coming kingdom. Like, like we've said before, uh, we walk by 
what? Faith and not by sight. And I have so enjoyed a comment. I think it was Oswald Sanders that said it, but he said faith uh, permits or allows the believing soul to treat the future as present and the invisible as seen. So I'm, I'm already in the kingdom and exercising kingdom authority and living in the law of the kingdom, which is love. And I don't see it with my visible eye. I don't see heaven, but I'm convinced of the reality of heaven. I'm convinced of the reality of the kingdom. I'm convinced of the reality of the glory of God that's coming. So I'm living now in present like it's the future. You know, the Bible even talks about in Hebrews, us tasting of the powers of the world to come. Talking about the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit. Right? Uh, we can get over into the power of the coming kingdom. I mean, Philip did in one place. He got translated. I think that's, you know, a, a common mode of operandi in the coming kingdom of God. I think, you know, people talk about Star Trek and beam me up and getting transported. You know, I believe that, uh, you know, in the kingdom of God, <laughs> that, uh, uh, you know, the fastest planes and trains will be like an ox cart. <clears throat> I believe they'll be antiquated and, and unusable. Why do something that take, uh, you know, hours to get there when you can get uh, transported by the Spirit of God? Hallelujah. I mean, Enoch uh, got caught up. Elijah uh, got, you know, caught up. The whole church is going to get <laughs> caught up. Anti-gravitational <laughs> transport, trans, uh, you know, transponder or trans, transported. <clears throat> I mean, he knows if God established the law of gravity, he can reverse it. Sit with me. I'm expecting, I'm operating in the kingdom of God. Amen. Now, now, praise God. Now, you know, there are certain elements of the kingdom of God that it's not going to be accomplished until Jesus returns back. Uh, you know, the beast and the antichrist and the destruction, the final enemy, physical death being put underfoot resurrection from the dead, all those things, they won't be completed until Jesus returns bodily in his second advent and coming back. And the Bible said the kingdoms of this world will be made the kingdoms of our Lord. But already, uh, praise God, to the ones that uh, submit to the will of God and obey him, the kingdom of God has come. And the Bible says it doesn't come by observation, it's within us. Already in our heart, the king is reigning. And the kingdom is where the kingdom, dumb is where we get the dominion from. The dominion of the king has already happened in your and my hearts at the confession of the Lordship of Jesus. Can you say amen? And we're spreading the kingdom. 
When somebody comes out of darkness into light, gets born again, the kingdom is spread. When someone gets healed, the kingdom of God is advanced. When people get set free from bondage, the kingdom of God is advanced. So the kingdom of God is spreading. Can you say amen? And uh, you're in the kingdom, and we're taking the kingdom uh, further. So uh, praise God, we're, uh, we're kingdom people uh, here for this time on earth can you say man and we got to stay on track focused on kingdom business and what does the bible tell us to do it says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness amen and every day we can bring about more of the kingdom of god well glory to god that's sermon one are you glad you're in the kingdom? What is the kingdom? The Bible says the kingdom of God is not about natural things, what you eat and what you drink, but it's about righteousness. How many are righteous tonight? Washed in the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. This is a kingdom of the righteousness of God. Righteousness, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace. Anybody got any peace? Being justified, made righteous. By faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that Jesus made peace through the blood of His cross. He is the Prince of Peace. Can you say amen? And uh, Jesus, uh, you know, peace has to do with uh, reconciliation. And reconciliation means to be restored to favor. And of course, with sin nature, the old man, we couldn't be reconciled to the Father. So through the new birth, that old nature is gone and we're made righteous. And now we can fellowship with God and uh, we have peace with God because reconciliation has taken place. The Bible talks about that the gospel is the ministry of reconciliation, and we beseech other men as an ambassador or a representative or one who represents Christ, that as an ambassador, uh, you know, that we have the ministry of reconciliation. And it says that reconcili uh, ministry of reconciliation is uh, that God was personally present in Christ Jesus, not imputing to men their trespasses, right? But uh, canceling out their trespasses in Christ Jesus. Now, this is a ministry all of us have, the ministry of reconciliation. And he ends it by saying, he who knew no sin of his own was made to be sin, that is with our sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. You know, the only thing that will satisfy spiritual hunger is a consciousness of righteousness through the blood of Jesus. 
the reason for all the world's religions, people working to try to be right with God by doing works or this or that. They have different methods. But when you believe by faith in the blood of Jesus, the Bible says we're justified by faith through the free gift of grace. Then when you're made righteous, I don't know about you, but when I got made righteous, I, that was what my heart was looking for and longing for. Because the blessedness of the consciousness of the new creation and the eternal life of God within me and of righteousness consciousness brought peace and fulfillment and the witness to my spirit that now I'm reconciled to God and I'm not alienated from Him anymore and I'm not spiritually hungering, chasing something else because when you find it, you stop Look, I mean, when you find him, you start looking for it. You know, people will try over, you know, the nightlife tonight or the next weekend, the following weekend, the holiday weekend. Uh, a lot of people are empty and they're looking for it. They look in this place and that place and they go here and they go there and they do this and do that. But natural things can never satisfy spiritual hunger because we were created with a, a, a God-sized uh, hole within us that only God can fulfill. And natural things can't fulfill a spiritual desire or deficiency. Right? Jesus said, I am the bread of life. If you eat of this bread, you never will hunger again. He said, I'm the living water. If you drink of this water, you'll never thirst again. Can you say amen? I'm so happy to be able to eat the heavenly bread and drink the living water because it satisfies me to the very depths of my being so that I don't have to sing like we've talked about before. I don't have to sing with Mick Jagger. I can't get no satisfaction. I tried and I tried and I tried. I don't have to keep trying to get any satisfaction. I've got the satisfaction I crave. I have the fulfillment. I, I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Can you say amen? I know that, you know, uh, every part of me is made complete in what Christ has done in my life. And I, that's what Colossians says, we are complete in Him who is the head of all principality and power because in Him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Can you say amen? And we're in Him and our life is hid with Him. In Him. Can you say Amen. And uh, once you find life in Him, there's no search for anything else because you have found the, uh, you know, who was it that searched for the fount of life? Was it Ponce de Leon or some Spanish <laughs> explorer that was looking, landed in Florida looking for the eternal fountain of life so he could drink of it and never die? Well, thank God we have it in Christ Jesus. We've drank of Him. This body is decaying, but so what? We need to get rid of that anyway. So we can get the heavenly one, the immortal one, the incorruptible one, so we can operate eternally in the kingdom of God. <laughs> you know, the Bible says that we're going to bear the same image of Jesus. If we're born the image of Adam, we're going to bear also the image of the second Adam. Amen? 
And Jesus, uh, he entered rooms without opening the door. I don't know the scientific, uh, uh, you know, uh, basis of that, but I do know that molecular, on the bow of, you know, molecular physics, uh, you know, everything around us actually, uh, you know, because of the, the energy of atoms, and the magnetic uh, spacing of electrons and protons, stuff like that. There's a lot of space between the nucleus of atoms and electrons that are evolving around them, right? And, uh, you know, uh, molecular structures could be rearranged so that you could just line up and pass right through. <laughs> Can you say amen? And also be transported. I'm kind of wandering around a little bit tonight, but the main thing is, this is good stuff. It's in our future. <clears throat> and it's all reality, and it's by faith that we live and move toward this. And uh, it's coming fast. Can you say amen? And uh, we want to be uh, spiritually uh, acute and, uh, and enjoy the fullness of the divine life that Jesus came to bring. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are y'all as happy to be born again as I am tonight? <laughs> anybody in here righteous tonight? And because you're righteous, anybody got some joy tonight? Hallelujah. Anybody got peace tonight? Glory to God. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, well, what are we going to do now? Anybody got a testimony? We'll do testimonies. Anybody got a good testimony tonight? You want to?